Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And it starts now. The human behavior. Why is it that the higher the population density, the higher the crime rate, the more rape and murder? Well, mathematically, it makes sense, right? The, the higher the population, the more, the higher the chances of violence. But what if I told you there's a science behind it? Something called behavioral sync. This is a term invented by ethologist John B. Calhoun, and it's to describe a collapse in behavior which can result from overcrowding. Yeah, the term and concept derived from a series of overpopulation experiments Calhoun conducted on Norway rats between 1958 and 1962. In the experiments, Calhoun and his researchers created a series of rat utopias. You see, these rats, um, they had their own little condos, food, water, the perfect little paradise, you know, rat utopia. But somehow, it went horribly fucking wrong. It got violent, and eventually, it led to zero reproduction of the rats yes very violent very bizarre behaviors and some say this could very likely predict the future of mankind in fact it's scary how many parallels the behavior of these rats it has with human behavior this is universe 25 For modern man, Rez's two podcasters with their outlandish conversations broadcasted to you. Join the hosts Nick and Josh every Wednesday morning to break free of your regular mindless life as they tackle topics ranging from just about anything possible. And if you need more spice in your life, tune in every Friday at midnight for the Mindless Midnight where they host special guests. Time to get mindless. Universe 
25. Some say it's one of history's most horrific science experiments. Some say it predicts the future of mankind, the eventual overcrowding and extinction of our species. Now, why is it called Universe 25? Well, it's a social experiment with rats and mice. And this is the 25th experiment, concluding some violent and bizarre behavior. Now, here's just a little summary, all right? Eventually, many female rats were unable to carry pregnancy to full term or to survive delivery of their litters. If they did, an even greater number, after successfully giving birth, fell short in their maternal functions. Among the males, the behavior disturbances range from sexual deviation to cannibalism and from frenetic overactivity to pathological withdrawal from which individuals would emerge to eat, drink, and move about only when other members of the community were asleep. The social organization of the animals showed equal disruption. The common source of these disturbances became more dramatically apparent in the populations of our first series of three experiments in which we observed the development of what we called a behavioral sink. The animals would crowd together in greatest number in one of the four interconnecting pens in which the colony was maintained as many of 60 of the 80 rats in each experimental population would assemble in one pen during periods of feeding. Individual rats would rarely eat except in the company of other rats. As a result, extreme population densities developed in the pen adopted for eating, leaving the others with sparse populations. Yeah, some crazy weird shit with rats. Uh, very disturbing behaviors. And uh, it might have some very um, similar or parallels with humanity. Here we go. For the population of mice within a social experiment created a haven, a limited supplies of food and drink, the absence of predators and disease, enough space for breeding. However, as a result, you know, the whole colony of mice died. Why did this happen? And what are the lessons of this to bring mankind? American scientist, ethologist John Calhoun has held a number of fascinating experiments in the 60 to 70 years of the 20th century. Calhoun, yeah, he chose rodents, okay? Although the ultimate goal of the research was always a prediction for the future of human society. As a result of numerous experiments on the rodent colonies, Calhoun has formulated a new term, behavioral sink, indicating that the transition to a destructive and deviant behavior in terms of overpopulation or and overcrowding. His research, uh, John Calhoun has acquired 
a cer certain fame in the 60s as many people in the western countries that have experienced post-war baby boom began to think about how overpopulation affect public institutions and for each person in particular his most famous experiment that made us think about the future of a whole generation he held in 1972 in conjunction with the National Institute of Mental Health, the NIMH. The aim of the experiment, Universe 25, was to analyze the effect of population density on behavioral patterns of the rodents. Calhoun built a haven for mice in the laboratory. He created a tank size of two by two meters and a height of half a meter where Guinea could not get out. And the tank he had a comfortable temperature for mice plus 20 degrees celsius present in abundant food and water created numerous nests for the females each week the tank was cleaned and maintained maintained in a constant state of cleanliness all necessary safety measures have been taken eliminates the appearance of predators in the tank or the occurrence of massive infections sounds like heaven right the experimental mice were under the most constant supervision of veterinarians. Their health status is constantly monitored. Food and water security system was so thought out that the 9,500 mice could eat at the same time without experiencing any discomfort. Yeah, that's fucking luxury right there, yo. The fucking mice Hiltons, the penthouse. You know it. So it's pretty safe to say that space for the mice was more than enough. The first problem of lack of shelter can only occur when a population size of over 3,840 individuals. However, such a large number of mice had not been in the tank. The maximum size of the population observed at the level of 2,200 mice. The experiment started with a moment of space inside the tank, four pairs of healthy mice, which took quite a bit of time to get used to, to realizing what a mouse tail they were and begin to multiply rapidly. Oh yeah, getting busy, yo. The period of development of Calhoun called phase A, but since the birth of the first young began, in the second stage, stage B, this is the stage of exponential growth of the population size in the tank under ideal conditions. The number of mice doubling every 55 days, starting with the 315 days of the experiment, the population growth has slowed down significantly. And now the number has doubled every 145 days you know, compared to the first 55 days doubling, which marked the entry into the third phase, phase C. At this point in the tank, there were about 600 mice formed a, that formed a hierarchy and some social life. Uh-huh. It has become physically less space than before. Oh, shit. So basically, when the mice are happy, have enough space and food for everybody they breed like crazy no fights everything is fine right 
but then they start breeding like crazy more population less space right what do you think is going to happen hmm well there were there was a category of outcasts who were being driven in the center of the tank they often became victims of aggression to distinguish a group of outcasts they could be bitten by the tail maybe torn hair or traces of blood on the body less miserables consisted mainly of young individuals who did not find for themselves the role of the social hierarchy in the mouse the lack of appropriate social roles has been caused by the fact that under ideal conditions the mouse tank that had a long aging mice long-lived aging mice did not make room for the young rodents so often aggression was aimed at new generation of individuals born in the tank Ah, uh, makes sense right damn youngins god dang it god dang kids okay back back on track after the explosion the males broke down psychologically they showed less aggression did not want to protect their pregnant females and perform any social role although they occasionally attacked any other individuals from the community rejected or on any other mice females who are preparing for the birth became more and more nervous as a result of the growth of passivity among the males they become more vulnerable to random attacks as a result the female began to show aggression and often fight protecting offspring however the aggression was not paradoxically is directed only at others not less aggressiveness manifested itself in relation to their children females often kill their cubs and move to the top slot hermits became aggressive and refused to reproduce as a result the birth rate has dropped substantially and young mortality reached significant levels soon began the last stage of the existence of the Mirin paradise phase d phase of death the symbol of this stage is the emergence of a new category of mice called beautiful these include males showing uncharacteristic kind of behavior refusing to fight and fight for females and territory shows no desire to mate are prone to a passive lifestyle beautiful only ate drank slept and purified their skins avoiding conflicts and implementation of any social functions this name they received because unlike most of their other inhabitants of the tank on their body was no trace of hard fought battles scars no torn hair or their narcissism and narcissism have become legendary also the researcher was struck by the lack of desire to have beautiful to mate and breed among the recent wave of births in the tank beautiful and females single who refused to breed and escaping into the other tank nest became a majority the average age of the mouse in the last stage of the existence of paradise 
mouse was about um, 776 days. 200 days exceeds the upper limit of reproductive age. Young animals mortality was 100%. The number of pregnancies was low and soon was zero. Yeah, soon the endangered mice practiced homosexuality, deviant and aggressive behavior in excess of vital resources. Yeah, sounding a lot like prison now, right? Overpopulated, everybody has fucking mental issues, violence and homosexuality. Yeah, sounds like from paradise to prison, right? But it gets worse because cannibalism flourished while plentiful food, females refused to bring up cubs and kill them. The mice rapidly died out in 1780 on the day after the start of the experiment died last occupant, Mouse Paradise. In anticipation of such a catastrophe, Calhoun, with the help of Dr. H. Martin, colleagues conducted a series of experiments in the third stage of death phase. Several small groups of mice were removed from the tank and moved to an equally ideal conditions, but also under conditions of minimal population and unlimited space, no overcrowding. In fact, the beautiful and female alone were recreated the conditions under which the first four pairs of mice in the tank exponentially multiplied and created a social structure. But to the surprise of the scientists, beautiful and female single, his behavior did not change. They refused to mate, reproduce, and perform social functions associated with reproduction. As a result, there was no new pregnancies and the mouse died of old age. The same results were observed in all groups of displaced. As a result, all experimental mice died under ideal conditions. So, I don't know about you, but I'm starting to see a lot of parallels with human behavior. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what happens, right? John Calhoun created by the experiment results the theory of two deaths. First death is the death of the spirit. When newborn individuals did not find a place in social hierarchy, quote unquote, mouse paradise, that there has been a lack of social roles in ideal conditions. With unlimited resources, there was an open confrontation between adults and young rodents. Increase the level of unwarranted aggression, the growing size of population, an increase in congestion, increased physical contact. All of this, according to Calhoun, led to the emergence of individuals capable of only simple behavior. Under the conditions of the ideal world, the security, the abundance of food and water, the absence of predators, most individuals only ate, drank, slept, took care of them. <laughs> yeah, mouse, a simple animal. For him, the most complex behavior is the process of courting the female. Reproduction and care of offspring protection of the territory and the young participate in the hierarchical 
social group. From all of the above, broken, psychologically abandoned mouse, Calhoun calls a similar rejection of the complex first death, behavior patterns, or the death of the spirit. After the first occurrence of death, physical death, second death on Calhoun's terminology, is inevitable and is a matter of short time as a result of the first death. A considerable part of population of the entire colony is doomed to extinction even in paradise. So you get this so far? What can this say about humanity, right? Even in the perfect conditions, you don't have to worry about food, um, housing or shelter, water, protection from predators. But still, a lot of these mice, starting, they started to give up on life. They were in paradise and all they would do was sleep, eat and drink. That is it. And then they all just eventually started dying. That's pretty scary if you ask me, right? So, the death of the soul and then the physical death follows. Once Calhoun asked about the reasons for the emergence of a group of rodents, the quote-unquote beautiful, right? The ones that didn't want to reproduce, they didn't want to fight, they just existed. Calhoun drew a direct analogy with the man explaining that the key human trait this his natural de destiny is to live in conditions of pressure tension and stress mice give up the struggle choosing an unbearable lightness of being turned into an autistic quote-unquote handsome capable of only the most basic function the absorption of food and sleep from the complex and demanding handsome, voltage abandoned and in principle become not capable of such powerful and complex behavior. Calhoun draws parallels with many modern men, capable of only the most routine, everyday activities in order to maintain the physiological life. But the spirit was dead already. What is expressed in the laws of creativity, the ability to overcome, and most importantly, to be under pressure. Refusal to accept numerous calls and escape from stress of life full of struggle and overcoming. Uh, first Death by John Calhoun, or The Death of the Spirit, of the terminology behind which inevitably comes the second death. This time, the body. So everyone, there it is. Universe 25. So now, what have we learned? What can we take from this social experiment that went horribly wrong, by the way? But what can we learn from this and apply it to humanity? Well, don't be a fucking asshole. Let's help each other out. But most importantly, do not give up on life stay busy stay creative help each other reproduce shit right just don't stay stagnant do not let your soul die because what comes next is a death 
of the body. Let's not drive ourselves into extinction, everybody. So let's take care of ourselves, our future generations, and our planet. Well, this is Screaming Chewy Show, and uh, see you next week. Peace. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. Hey, so I'm sure you've noticed I've been getting a lot more celebrity guests on my show. And this is all thanks to Steve Joyner. He's a publicist. And man, this guy takes his work seriously. He does not fuck around. And this guy is keeping me busy, yo. Yeah, I'm just getting so many celebrity guests. Thank you so much, Steve Joyner. And um, if you yourself are an actor, director, producer, and you are looking for a uh, publicist, do not hesitate to contact Steve, right? He is a really cool guy. You'll love him, okay? His phone number is 816 605-4561 or if you would like to email him it's uh, all one word starts with a capital S and it's stevesjnetwork at gmail.com so again starts with a capital S and then it's t-e-v-e-s-j-n-e-t-w-o-r-k at gmail.com Tell him Screamy Chewy sent you. You will not be disappointed. And uh, yeah, so big shout out to you, Steve. Thanks again, bro. Peace. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash Screaming Chewy gmail.com any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer if not that's cool i'm just happy you're tuning in and hey screaming chewy show merch yeah that's right at teespring.com just google teespring t-e-e spring screaming chewy show just go with that i'll take you right there and uh yeah you could buy hoodies t-shirts socks masks you know if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase just let me know and I'll add it on and uh, yeah you'll be rocking styling social media don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook screaming chewy show I like to share memes just make up stupid shit share my episodes on there and just whatever um, check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes I like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit, you know what I mean? And uh, yeah, just check out my YouTube and uh, Twitter. It's at Ch- Screaming Chewy. Yeah, not Screaming Chewy Show. I should change it to that. But for now, it's just Screaming Chewy. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. See you next week. Peace.